All right, this week, hold your breath, hold on to your mermaid tails. We are diving deep into the empathetic, ethereal, magical, mystical waters of Pisces season. Oh yeah, and we also have the exact date of the revolution coming. All of that and more, we're going to get into it, what it means, how you can work with it. And in the meantime, hi, I'm your cosmic consultant. Nice to meet you, Maddie Murphy. I'm your high vibe hype woman, your spiritual bestie, and just here to guide you through uh, this crazy journey of being an earthling. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. So if you're new here, welcome. Come on in. We're going to do what we always do, which is talk about all the astrological moments of the week before us, the week ahead of us, taking out the key highlights. You know, what do we need to know? This episode is going to be a very special episode, but kind of because I'm going to talk a little bit about Pisces season, what we can expect really high level just because it's a very special Pisces season. And then I'm going to talk about the Pluto return of the U.S., So this is going to be yes for the astrology of the next week, but this is really about the astrology we've been in over the past 14 years and really understanding this complete new paradigm, new world we're entering. So this is some high level astrology today, but don't worry. We're going to talk about the moon report, the day to day, what you need to know. Before we do all of that, quick announcement, love the new review rating giveaway system. It's been so much fun. If you leave a review, if you leave a rating on Instagram, I mean, sorry, on Apple, put your Instagram handle. If you leave it on Spotify, screenshot us, DM us. Um, We are picking a winner weekly to win a baddie bundle. That is three free months to our Cosmic Fit Club community, to our Moon Guide subscription, to our daily tech subscription, and to our 21-day real self-love course. And this week's winner is... Sonia McKaiser. McKaiser, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Instagram, I am Sonia McKaiser. Torchbearer. Ooh, go check out their profile. Amazing. You are the winner. We will DM you your code. And if you want to be like Sonia, then yeah, leave your rating review. We love just all of your support. If you really get something out of this podcast, share it with someone. The more we grow, the more you grow, the more we can do fun things together. I think we're at like 160,000 downloads, which is crazy. This has all been a very grassroots effort. And it's just by you guys spreading this word of mouth and showing up. And it, it, it warms my little heart, I swear. Also, speaking of the Cosmic Fit Club community, if you're interested in joining, that means like coming to moon circles with me going to classes with all of our wonderful instructors who are all high integrity, spiritual badasses who we personally, you know, have vetted as people who are the real deal. Come join. It's $33 a month. We close the doors on 22 
and we'll open them again, not until Aries season. So if you're interested, come hang out. We have a WhatsApp. You guys can click. You can clack all day. But yeah, it's really for people who want to up-level their spiritual practice and want to access a wide variety of healing and coaching for you know a, a really affordable price. Okay, so sign up for that. And then let's talk about if astrology isn't real moments for the week, what happened last week and how does it kind of, you know, remind us of, of all the ways astrology is playing out? Okay, first, well, first I want to address, I talked about, you know, why is Valentine's Day during Aquarius season and one of our amazing baddies in our community who's an Aquarius, Michelle, commented about how it is really Aquarian the whole story of St. Valentine, very Aquarian. Allegedly, he was murdered in the middle of February. But yeah, he was a radical revolutionary for love. And it's a great time to be reminded about love and to kind of connect into people we love in all different ways. And that's very Aquarian. And it's also beautiful to have a day dedicated to love. I 100% agree. I was referencing more the Aquarius season, like how we're sold this really commercialization of love and you have to have love to feel complete and you have to spend a lot of money on your love to prove your love. And it became this whole like, you know, big dick swinging competition out there. And, you know, all the ways that kind of the capitalist corporate hallmark holiday energy of Valentine's Day is not very Aquarius. So I think the reframing, remarketing, repackaging of that in a more Aquarian lens of like, hey, this is just a day to celebrate love call up your friends, hang out, get up the handmade Valentine's Day cards. I think a lot of people just have trauma from Valentine's Day because like someone was talking about those carnations that they used to send out in middle school and like who got one, who didn't. And it's the same thing that happens in modern day workplaces. So I think it is beautiful to have a day to celebrate love. I just think that a lot of Aquarius, Aquarii would roll their eyes at, at how it's been, you know, presented to us. So that's my disclaimer. I'm just going to, you know, edit that. And thank you to Michelle for pointing that out. I love, I love hearing from you all. I love hearing what goes on after you, you hear me talk and then you digest and marinate. It's so interesting. Then something else I want to talk about, speaking of Aquarius energy, one of my favorite astrology moments of the week, we had, you know, that concert that went on on Sunday. I think there was a football game going on during it, like in the breaks of the concert. Um, but you know, the halftime show, you know, it was air sign represent time on stage at the halftime show. I love seeing everyone just in their glory as, you know, an elder millennial. I was having major middle school, high school throwback moments listening to the music, but I really had to shout out, tell me your Libra without telling me your Libra, Mr. Eminem, Mr. Slim Shady, Mr. Marshall Mathers. If you, you know, didn't watch, he, you know, epic performance. And I guess at the end, this is what I read. Who knows what's real? But the NFL told him distinctly and in no unclear terms to not kneel at any point in his performance. But Mr. Eminem is a Libra son, the radical social justice warrior and an Aquarius moon. So what do you think he did? Yeah, he knelt and it was beautiful and it was powerful. I was getting him weirdly choked up talking about it. Hold on. Okay, taking a reset. But yeah, I, I love that. And that's why I love Libra Aquarius energy so much. It's just, you're hardwired to want to stand up for others to do the right thing. And it's, it's a little sexy, that rebel energy, not going to lie. Okay, Eminem. So keep it up. We love to see it. That's basically, you know, the one moment I'm going to focus on. There's some other things thinking about, you know, I thought it was interesting. We talked about in the podcast that Venus retrograde was going to bring us back through the COVID repeat, you know, coming back to some of the things that were going on. 
March through, you know, July 2020, we really saw that. And I talked about as Venus went direct, we were going to see less of it. And then once Venus left the retrograde shadow, we would probably come out of whatever this COVID 2.0 moment was. And I think we're really seeing that, right? Like, as Venus went direct, we saw some mask mandates lifted, something's going back to normal. Venus, I think, leaves its retro shade on February 23rd. So we'll pay attention to what happens around then. And then from there, like COVID's here to stay. We're going to have different moments of COVID. I predict in April, we might have another outbreak of something just because of some of the astrology we're entering, but it's different now. I think we're learning to manage it, learning to deal with it and learning to be smart with it. So yeah, there's that. Okay. So let's talk about the moon report, shifting gears. This is your emotional weather day by day. I'm going to go through this kind of fast because we have a lot to talk about with the Pluto return. So I don't, I don't want to tarry. So the day of this podcast, the day this comes out, that is February 18th. We have, speaking of moon and Libra, we have moon and Virgo in the beginning parts of the day, which I want you to take steps, action steps from whatever was activated during the full moon in Leo. The first part of Friday, put something into work, declutter, figure out a plan. Then the moon moves into Libra at night which brings us into a Libra moon weekend. Oh, we love to see it. Libra moon weekends, we're coming off of this Venus-Mars conjunction, which is sexy, sexy, sexy time. Libra moon weekend, I want you to make time to make your life more sweet, to bring something into balance, spend time with someone or people you love, make your life beautiful, make it art, make it harmonious, right? Like drop into that energy. Also, maybe have a little like financial date with yourself. Look over your you know, spending habits from the past month. Where can you edit things? Where can you set some goals for yourself for the next month financially? Libra moon times, great time to do that. The thing we're going to look out for at Libra moon days, sometimes we can be a little gossipy. <laughs> Libras love their tea. That's why I love Libras. So just being out, you know, looking out for where you're, you know, being superficial, where you're being gossipy and just, again, like save the gossip for things like gossip about like, you know, love is blind or something that's kind of like a little bit more neutral, just making sure that if you're spilling tea, it's not scalding hot, it's not burning anyone, right? You're picking up what I'm putting down. Let's go into Monday. Moon in Scorpio stays there. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. So we have Scorpio moon days. All right. These are wild because now the moon is conjunct south node. So on these days, you might experience some old karma coming up, what wants to be cleared, what wants to be released. Scorpio moon days can have us feeling, yes, moody, can have us feeling, dare I even say, like, you know, a little paranoid or extra tender. So use that as an invitation. See what triggers you. See what how the triggers are guiding you to something that needs to be healed, something that needs to be cleared, something that needs to be felt, revealed, and take time for yourself those days, right? Like do something that makes you feel powerful. What is that? Only you know, but something that is honoring the transformation you're going through, something that's helping you remember that you are so much more than your physical body. So you are like a spiritual powerhouse that has incarnated. What do you do to connect into that? Again, we're going to look out for letting those shadows and triggers like overwhelm us those days, right? Like we want them to guide us, not to like take over the steering wheel. So as we go into Wednesday after 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, into Thursday, we have moon and Sagittarius. Moon and Sagittarius days, great. We're feeling optimistic. We're feeling hopeful. We're feeling, we're feeling like big picture energy. We're feeling just like want to do all the things. We want to have a ton of fun. 
So use those days to do something. Yeah, that brings you back to your natural optimism. Changing your scenery is really important these days. Like going to a coffee shop you rarely go to, you know, deciding to take yourself out to lunch, go to a new neighborhood, go explore a new bookshop. There's something that's so powerful about getting out of your daily routine when the moon's in Sag. Also, like let yourself laugh, let yourself watch something that's silly, have a good time, you know, check out some memes, watch some stand up comedy. Audrey, my business partner, recommended the show Murderville. I only watched a little bit of it, but I was like, I was giggling. So let yourself giggle. Sag Moon Days. We're just going to look out for, yeah, that Sag tongue a little bit. Like, you know, we're going to watch out for thinking before we speak, slowing down before we say something, really evaluating, you know, why we're saying it, what's going to be the the impact of it, um, what's our intent behind it. Yeah. I'm going to say that we love the Sag Moon Days now and the Gemini Moon Days. They're no longer impacted by that eclipsey energy. So it's a whole new Sag Moon feeling than even, you know, we were experiencing a month or two months ago. Okay. So let's talk about the planetary planning, the big moments that are happening in astrology in the week ahead in real life terms, how you can work with it. Let's get into it. Okay, so like I said, we're talking about Pisces season and the Pluto return today. First thing I want us to know about Pisces season, high level, this is a very special Pisces season. Pisces season in general, it's the last season of the Zodiac. So we really feel the culmination of the last year, our emotional, our spiritual growth. It's a great time to honor ourselves by tapping into really like soul level things, getting energy clearings, getting, you know, doing healing work, doing intuitive work sleeping more, honoring our inner child, reflecting, thinking about what we want to manifest next. Like we're gathering everything from the cloud, from the etheric, numinous realm, so we can understand like, what are we springing forward with in Aries season? But this year we have extra magic going on because of this beautiful, benefic presence of Sky Daddy Jupiter in Pisces, right? Which is one of the defining transits of 2022. So the sun and Jupiter coming together in Pisces, oh my God, gives us a super cosmic boost. And, you know, just as a sneak peek in end of April, we also have like a beautiful Pisces stellium happening in the sky. That's going to be really also like, again, these are times where anything is possible. I want us to dream really big and things are just going to flow towards you. I've been working with so many of my clients this past week. Things are just flowing, like things coming out of nowhere, unexpected job opportunities, falling in love, healing moments. And just, I want you to be open to receive it, right? Heart open and ready. So the sun and Jupiter are really coming to help us manifest everything we need, finding inspiration and beauty, tapping into major soul level, heart healing, um, renewal, and just things that we can't even expect. Okay. Things that are going to help us feel that extra level of romance, optimism, joy in our lives. And I want you to, I'm going to be talking about all of this, but you know, the whole week of the new moon in Pisces is beautiful. It goes right after the new moon. We go into the day of miracles, which is one day a year we get when the sun and Jupiter come together. It's said to be the luckiest day of the year by astrologers. And of course, with that being in the sign of Pisces this year, it's just extra potent, extra beautiful. So I want you to pay attention to your sensitive side, your artistic side, your intuitive side. I want you to see all the signs and symbols. Nothing is an accident. Nothing is coincidence happening this Pisces season. It's all a message, a directive for you. And of course, I do want us though to practice discernment and energy protection during this Pisces season. 
really check the receipts. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe everything you read. Using that like again, opposite of Pisces, that Virgo, the like goggles of discernment <laughs> to kind of understand. Keep yourself grounded. Stay in your body this Pisces season. Don't detach. Don't disassociate. Don't try to escape reality. Reality, you're here right now for a reason. And the more present you are, the more powerful you are and the more you're going to receive. Okay. And then I also want you to practice good boundaries. I want you to practice like where you're putting your energy into, who you're putting your energy into. What are you giving a fuck about, right? Like what's just not worth doing that anymore? And also like the physical environments you're in. You're going to feel like if you're a sensitive person, an empath, however you want to define yourself, which I feel like a lot of us are, just just like this generations are like, we have to be more sensitive and open because we got a lot of shit to do in this world. Got to bring a lot of compassion and empathy back. You're going to feel everything. You're going to feel so much in Pisces season. So I just want you to be mindful, right, of how you're protecting your energy. How are you shielding yourself and just being, again, discerning about where you're going, all right? So the whole Pisces season, I want you to dream really big, dust off the vision boards, whatever it is. And I want you to just honor that you have this opportunity to really step into your most divine self. The whole of the cosmos is on your side. Dream big, take leaps of faith, okay? That's the Pisces season 101. And this is all very healing, all very magical, and leads us into the Pluto return. Okay, I can talk about what this is, what it means for us, what we can expect, some of my predictions, and of course, like, you know, how do we work with it on the individual level? All right, so the Pluto return, this is something, yeah, the revolution, okay? This is something I have been tracking for years as an astrologer. It was one of the first actually major things that got me really interested in this kind of more collective astrology versus just like horoscope personal astrology. And that's because it is the most significant astrological event we will ever experience in our lifetime, in many lifetimes. And that's because this is a moment of radical transformation and spiritual rebirth for not only our country, but for just the world and how we operate in general. Why is this so important and what does it mean? It means that on February 22nd, some people are saying the 20th, so think about in that range, we are hitting the exact position, the exact zodiac sign, the exact degree in Capricorn, 27 degrees, for the first time that it was since the United States was founded or at the moment of its birth, quote unquote, in 1776. This is so rare because Pluto takes a really long time. Pluto is a very slow-moving planet. So Pluto returns only happen every 248 years. So when we talk about a return, it's the return of, of the planet, right? To the zodiac sign of the degree. Your solar return, sun, solar is your birthday. Saturn return we know happens every like 27, 29 years. The Pluto return, again, we've never been alive for the Pluto return of the U.S. We have documented the Pluto return of other nations and empires that we can use as a framework, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But this is huge, okay? I get a lot of questions about, will this only affect the USA? No, this is for the USA. It's a come to Jesus moment for us, for sure. But it's also because it's going through Capricorn, especially, it's affecting the entire world. The United States, for better or worse, is sort of just one of like the, I don't really know what to call it, but we're sort of like a imprint of the consciousness where we're moving as, as, a, as a whole, as humanity, as a collective. And Pluto in Capricorn, again, relates to dismantling ideals surrounding imperialism, capitalism, colonization, financial structures as we know it, that it's going to affect everyone. 
living and breathing, okay? Especially in like modern Western societies, but I'm just going to say the whole globe. Why is this event so important? Okay, to understand why this event is so important, let's take out the astro nerd, let's take out the glasses and the notebook, and let's take some notes and review what we know about Pluto, what we know about Capricorn. So Pluto (laughs) um, has the best branding ever. Pluto is known as the Lord of the Underworld. Pluto is associated with transformation, death, rebirth. Pluto is the necessary destruction that is needed for regeneration. Pluto is like the planet of composting, okay? We're taking trash, we're taking garbage, and we're breaking it down and creating new energy, new potential, new soil with it. It's also associated with other things like secrets being concealed or revealed. It's very associated with shadow work, the subconscious. It's associated with the manipulation or the abuse, misuse of power. It's associated with, like I said, exposing things that have been repressed or suppressed suppressed, and bringing them up to the surface and into the light. Fun times. Are we feeling the vibe of Pluto yet? <laughs> okay, so there's that going on. And then so Pluto is here to purify, compost, and clarify all things that have to do with Capricorn. And especially for the U.S., it's in our second house in our chart, in the Sibley chart of the United States. What does this mean? So let's think about Capricorn, shall we? Capricorn rules structures and systems that we associate with our traditional society. Capricorn is also associated with tradition. Namely, let's think about capitalism, banks, the education system, healthcare system, modern concepts of marriage, basically like anything like the patriarchy as we know it. Shout out to the patriarchy. I think I shout you out every episode. Now, Capricorn doesn't literally rule over healthcare, education, or religion or marriage, but it does rule the structures and the traditions that govern them. And in this way, I want you to also think about Capricorn would then rule over the U.S. Constitution, our original structure, okay? So Capricorn also is about the energy of working hard. And the shadow energy, we're going to be looking at the whole shadow energy of the United States chart. I can talk about that in a separate episode. DM me if you're interested in going into a deeper dive of the U.S.'s chart. But just as a quick review, Sag rising, Cancer sun, Aquarius moon. We have gotten into some very shadowy energy of those three. And especially now this with Pluto and Capricorn, shadow we've stepped into is this concept that like, Work is everything. Work is life, burnout, hustle culture, lack of work-life balance, and also this whole notion that life has to be a struggle. It has to be hard, and that there's not enough to go around, and there's not enough security and safety, and if someone else has more equity and more accessibility, it's somehow taken away from me and what I need. And basically, like Capricorn shadow energy is a lot of things we think about with our whole societal construct around the toxicity that's permeated what we think our quality of life should be and and how we live our lives, right? And a lot to do also with like the whole mega imbalance of wealth in our country, but we'll talk about that also. And then this return to make it more bing bong, even crazier, is happening in the United States' second house. What is the second house? I'm listening. I'm pointing the mic to you. Yes, you're right. It's the house that we associate with money, with finances, with our wealth, with our resources, our possessions, property. And in second house mundane astrology, yes, it's it's the property of the people. It's also our collective value systems that are shifting, right? Our, our worthiness, our worth, all of this shifting. 
So you're asking Maddie, oh my God, this sounds so intense. What can we expect? Well, Pluto is the planet of extremes and, you know, looking at power and, and the underworld and shadow. So yeah, the country right now, society at large, but again, talking about the US here, is really having to reckon with what's beneath the surface of this facade. What are the hidden matters? What are the things that, you know, need to come up to the surface? Now, you're probably like, what? This sounds familiar. Yeah, this Pluto return does not happen overnight. It does not happen in a flash moment. This is more of, I want to think of a process. It's an initiation. In shamanic astrology, they talk about the initiation of Pluto. So I should point out, Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008, right? It's been there. It's been doing this. It's been running this game, all right? So think about what was going on in 2008. Oh, I don't know. Just the housing market crisis and collapse, the Great Recession, Barack Obama, our first black president, was voted into office on the whole campaign was around, what was it? Change? Yeah. Occupy Wall Street movement was going on. So many things. Also, the blockchain that was written that like crypto was founded on, that's when that, that came into existence. So yeah. And ever since then, it feels like it's been nonstop back-to-back shitstorm of chaos, crisis, calamity, change, scandal, right? And the revealing of structures whose foundations are so weak, so broke, so crumbling, and they're just caving in on themselves like a house of cards. Yup, that's Pluto and Capricorn. So now where we arrived at now, coming to this peak moment, coming to the main stage of the Pluto-Capricorn return is more people than ever. We're in this, right? We're seeing the cracks in the foundation. This is not something just for conspiracy theorists or new age people or hippies or people who are anti-establishment. I I think everyone, unless you're completely lying to yourself, and we'll talk about what's going to happen to those people in a minute. More people than ever are seeing the cracks in the foundation. They're doubting this whole way of life. They're questioning it. There's a deep mistrust collectively of the government. And I'm talking about both sides of the freaking party lines. I'm talking about big mistrust of big pharma, the justice system, basically like religion, anything, any lie we've been sold about these like rules, made up rules of our society. There's more people who don't want anything to do with the constructs and constraints of traditional life. Yeah. So this is, we've been leading up to this. There's a veil that's been lifted and there's no going back and thank the goddess for that, right? So astrological returns in general, as a heads up to return us to the themes, to the heart of the theme that was going on, to why this part of your chart was born at the moment of that, that charts manifestation into earth. So if you think about what was going on when Pluto moved into Capricorn, we had just been coming off of the American Revolution. You know, uh, yeah, we're sold a lot of stories about the American Revolution. Oh, wow. Like, we're so, you know, people who just wanted freedom, so yeah, cool and like chippy and like rising against the man. Okay, yes, I guess. And then you know, pilgrims came here for freedom of religion. Yes. But let's be honest, it was all about money, honey, who was in control of the land and resources. And remember, Boston Tea Party, no taxation without representation. So now here we're at in the Pluto return, we have representation. I'm doing the most exaggerated air quotes ever, but they are not really representing us. Whether just demographically, there has not been a representation of our public in a while. You know, now we're shifting. We're seeing more women, more people of culture, uh, people of col- color. Wow, that's a really funny Freudian slip. Yes, people of culture too. 
more, you know, indigenous people, more Muslim people in office, more people who are just, yeah, like part of the LGBTQ community. But that that's very recent. In general, beyond that, we're not really represented in a way that benefits us in the socioeconomic way. So when it comes to legislation, I'm looking at you, uh, Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema. There's a lot of blocks to this progress, the whole, oh my goodness, the whole lot of people. I'm just, uh, the Pluto return is just going to swallow up some people and spit them out, honey. And we've also been exposed to like this real undeniable lack of a social safety net or just forward progress in general. Like even though we're paying higher than ever tax rates, thank you, Trump, for that. And some other things, and we're being told all these lies, right, about like, we don't want to raise taxes. Uh, people are raising taxes for like middle, um, you know, class people while the billionaires are not getting taxed and everything's just like, what? And then we go through a pandemic and, you know, we get like two or three checks for like $1,000, $1,200. There's no, you know, we're voting down things like better you know, family support systems for mothers after giving birth, we're turning down, you know, paid daycare, but also we're turning down and we're trying to repeal like abortion. So we're like, what is this? There is no one who is looking out for our collective good and no one acting on that because shadow of Capricorn, a lot of these legislators and lawmakers have been really influenced by shadowy Capricorn energy, being bought off by major corporations, lobbyists, getting kickbacks, or even just some people who are just clinging to this old traditional way that they don't want to let go of. The old guard doesn't want to acknowledge that there's progress happening. But you know what Pluto says? Evolve or die, bitches, because that is the message here. We are all waking up, like I said, to, yeah, that we're living in a rat race. We're making other people rich while the majority of people suffer, barely scrape by. We're realizing that this country is run like the worst big corporation, but with the false morality and pretense of the worst like fundamental church ever at the same time. We realize that we have startlingly less like social services, safety nets compared to other similar societies. Um, The wealth gap is bigger than ever right now, and it's looking like harder and harder to catch up. And there was once things that felt like you could pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard for that American dream. That's just out of reach now. Even just basic things, owning a house, having financial security, being one medical disaster away from bankruptcy, um, retirement. These things are like feeling out of reach for people. And this whole myth of class mobility is being challenged, yada, yada, yada. We're also seeing that like even just the glamorization of power, status, fame is starting to wane. This whole idea of like, just being obsessed with someone putting them on a pedestal just because they are a politician or because they're really rich or because they're a celebrity or because they're really hot or because they have a really like flashy life. We're just like, that ain't doing it anymore, right? Like early 2000s, we kind of, that's like when I started to kind of be like, meh, I'm good. I'm good on that. So have no fear. Pluto is here, okay? It's like for years, Pluto is coming home. Pluto came home. Imagine Pluto was like, in Capricorn, a mom returning home to be like, here's your assignment. Here's what you're going to work on. American dream, the constitution. This is what we're trying to found this country on. Okay. 248 years later, let's check back in. How'd it go? Okay. Oh, 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 this is what you decided to do with the country I left you. Okay. Oh, that's what you said you cared about, but you clearly don't at all. Okay. And Pluto is pissed. Okay. 
We've all been as a society, we got to change this, we got to amend that. But for one reason or another, it hasn't gotten done. And Pluto is coming around and saying, no more excuses. And we really felt this come to a culmination in 2020 when Pluto linked up with Saturn and Jupiter, the three fucking galactic giants, and just was like, enough. And when a planet returns, especially Pluto in this case, it asks us, did we learn the lessons we needed to? Or did we fall off track? Did we lose sight of what we're supposed to be doing? And if we have fallen off track, there will be a cosmic course correction. Please believe. And since we are talking about Pluto, this is like, yeah, all all the shadow, all the shadow we haven't dealt with. So in addition to all that stuff about money, about taxation, about wealth, yeah, we're also talking about just the things that need to be confronted and then corrected during this return as it relates to the history, quote unquote, air quotes again, that we've been taught in textbooks and that we were taught in K through 12, figuring out that's not actually the history of the USA, that there are some deep shadows, some deep sins of this nation that we need to reckon with. This whole thing with people is like going nuts about CRT and doing book burnings. It's very Pluto and Capricorn. Everything we saw happen in 2020 with the Chauvin trial case and the murder of George Floyd and I mean, everything too much to talk about right now, but you know what I'm talking about. Everything about the racial inequity in this country, everything about the treatment of hello people, you know, the enslaved peoples that we took, stole people from Africa to build this country because we didn't want to pay people. And then a whole war was created, again, on the pretense of freedom. But I'm sorry, it was about people who owned enslaved peoples not wanting to let that go and not wanting to pay people to work for them. So there, and then just the exponential inequity that came from that place, we have to reckon with that. And I'm not saying that we need to beat ourselves whatever. I don't know what people get worried about. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I wasn't there. Yeah, but you benefited from it, Bob. Nancy, we have benefited from that. So we need to now acknowledge that and we need to look at how we heal that and shadow work, integrate it, heal it. And then how can I make this better? And again, this is for definitely black people, but this is for, I mean, the US, the treatment of anyone, people of color, indigenous people, hello, women in general, LGBTQ community, uh, basically anyone who's not an able-bodied, cisgendered, heteronormative, middle-class, I'll even throw that in there, white man. Okay. And so like, wow, this is the end of this. And yes, Pluto sounds scary, but also like, isn't this also a feeling of like a deep exhale of feeling like, finally, finally, change is coming. Okay. Whether certain people looking at you, Mitch McConnell are on board or not, change is coming. So to understand what happens in the future, we look to the past. That's why we love astrology. If astrology isn't real moments, and there are some significant cycles ending now or repeating, obviously the cycle that started in 1776, but also fascinating in April, we have another Saturn return for the US constitution. And then also we have the return of the Jupiter-Neptune in Pisces conjunction. And that hasn't happened since 1856, which was right before the civil war. Now I'm going to stop here. And I'm just going to say, I do not think we are going to war in the traditional sense, okay? So I just want to dispel that, any fear around that. Yes, you know, could we engage in military conflicts? Yes, are we going to engage in there may be some things that feel like attacks on us, like cyber-wise? Yes, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But I also want to say that before I get into what we can expect, I want us to think about Pluto transits in this way. Yes, we're going to feel it in the impact of our lives, 
but it's not going to affect your micro of yourself, your psychology, your psyche, your spirit on the day-to-day as much. Again, this is more a generational shift that we're going to feel on the collective level. And yes, it's going to trickle down to us, but you were born, you were incarnated during this time for a reason. You are here to be part of the positive change and this rebirth. And that is beautiful and that is powerful. So if your mind slips into fear, anxiety at any point during this, I just want you to come back to that. And it's nothing you can't handle. And you're here for a reason. All right. And again, there is so much beauty coming out of this. I'm going to talk about it, but after Pluto returns, traditionally in past cycles in astrology, a lot of nations experience, yes, prosperous moments, moments of healing, moments of just like a renaissance. Okay. So I'm going to give you that little ending, just <laughs> giving you the ending before we get there, just so we can all like breathe easy while I get this other part. So what can we expect? You know, what are some of the predictions, things that I think are going to happen, things that have already been happening? Pluto return, more hidden corruption being brought to light. Of course, working with the South Node in Scorpio, this is just going to be amplified. Scorpio also wants to bring things up to the surface. Scorpio is co-ruled by Mars and Pluto. And I think we're going to see like lies about a lot of things, but what we've been told, even lies about the U.S.'s financial health and the markets may be exposed. There may be also large scandals for celebrities, people in high positions of power fall from grace for these people. And then I think there also may be, again, more just hidden corruption, especially around like sex crimes, even treasonous activities will be exposed. Then I think there's also going to be, yes, this large, another wave of large political unrest. Social unrest usually is preceded by financial upheaval, financial unrest. Government trust, mistrust is already at an all-time high. I think we're going to start to feel that, especially as we move into this next election cycle. And I think just looking at like, Again, some of these like good old boy politicians who've been in office for way too long, there has to be like a cleansing, a renewal there. I think that there is a likelihood that we could be embroiled in a military conflict. I wrote this and was writing about this in like, I don't know, September, October. And of course, now we have some things going on with the Ukraine and Russia. But I also want us to be aware of where certain things may be hyped up as a distraction. We're in very similar astrology to right after 9-11, when we were lied to about the weapons of mass destruction as an excuse to invade Iraq in a way that really was not truthful, harmful, and we were there for way too long and too many lives were lost on both sides and just, yeah, being aware of that, right? Like, and again, sometimes these military conflicts are, again, hyped up to distract us or to promote nationalism or xenophobia, fun times. We're not going to buy into that. So then also, um, and this goes for everything, and that outside of the Ukraine, Russia, this goes for a lot of things we're going to be seeing. I think we're also going to see some maybe issues with land and agriculture arise again. Pluto really governs things such as toxins, such as oil spills, hazardous materials. So yeah, there could be like a tipping point with our pollution. Yeah, I don't know. So that could be added to the mix. But the thing that I want us to really think about is like, there is a spiritual transformation of the USA coming. That's the beauty here. There is a changing in our collective value system and a rebirth of our nation's identity and relationship to money, how we make money, how we spend money, what and who we value and who's worth certain amounts of money. That's all getting shifted and redistributed. I think it was very funny. I made a video about this on TikTok and someone commented like, wow, you're the first astrologer who's talked about like the shadow work of our country and and race and redistribution of wealth. Like everyone else was just talking about how this is going to lead us into like, you know, fascism or, or and I don't, I don't even know what they're even saying, like supporting more of like the 
Trumpy energy in the world. And I was like, I mean, of course that like, I think we already went through that. That's part of it. Also fun fact, the year Pluto was discovered, quote unquote, by scientists was also the year that like fascism was born. So Pluto has a connection to that. But I was like, no, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm always important to be mindful, but I thought it was interesting. And I was like, let me guess, are these other astrologers you talk to, like, white, like, were they men? Were they men? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, mm, yeah, convenient, the narrative. But like, sweetie, I'm not making this up. Pluto is here to course correct. Pluto is here to bring things that are out of integrity into integrity. Okay. Like I said, economic upheaval might come and that precedes social upheaval. I'm holding and I want everyone to meditate on this, hold this in the highest light, spend, vote with your dollars, vote with your money of where we want this energy to go and vote with your vote too. I think paired with the North Node and Taurus, we're going to see some major tax reform. I'm hoping holding that in the highest light, tax the billionaires. I think we might see something shift with student loans. I also believe that crypto is a huge part of this. I don't understand enough about it and the execution, but the timing of blockchain being born at the exact time that Pluto went into Capricorn is no coincidence. And there's an expression, you know, heal the money and you heal the world. So thinking about all of the deep institutionalized discrimination, gatekeeping, corruption surrounding our financial systems thinking about a new way of being and, you know, a redistribution and an allowing of different generational wealth across new racial and social economic groups is that's what I'm holding in the highest light. Again, definitely, no matter what the way we look at money and again, the obsession with it more and more and more, the working constantly just to have more things, that's all going to shift. The hoarding of wealth going to shift. Hyperfixation shift. Priorities are shifting. That's Pluto's mission. Okay. And we talked about like the whole worship of status culture. I just don't think people are going to be famous just because of whatever anymore. I think there will still be people who are famous, but I think it's going to be people who are authentic, doing good things in the world, people who have humanitarian efforts, people who are real, people who are inspiring, making a positive shift in the world. You know, the change makers, wink, wink, all of you listening. And this is, we're going to really feel this as we move into Pluto and Aquarius, where it'll stay in 2024 for a while. So it's anybody's guess at how this shakes out, obviously. I don't know the hows. As an astrologer, I just get the plot points. I don't understand the how, the details. But like I said, this has all been going on since 2008. So no fear. We're already in it. And also, these are changes that need to happen. And know that this shaping, this reformation, this rebirth, it needs to happen. It's its so, it's overdue. It's beautiful. And this is, you're here. This is like part of your purpose is to be here during this time to help us be a phoenix rising from the ashes, being more beautiful, more brilliant, more bright than ever. And like I said, many empires that have gone through a Pluto return experience a major period of goodwill, prosperity, fortune after they pass through. Okay. So we are, we are building a better future for everyone. Okay. And I want us to all anchor that and hold that and look at just the magic of this timeline Two twenty-two, twenty-two. what we are entering, you know, USA 2.0 right now. So I'm inviting all of us to meditate on manifest this positive change to act on it, you know, take it to the streets, vote with your dollar, vote with your vote, vote with everything. And just, we're not allowing us to like, you know, we're holding, there's enough of you out there. We're holding this vibration for this new future we're creating. All right. For a society that is truly safe, equitable, and just for all. 
All right. So that's where I'm going to leave you. Thank you. If, you're, if you hung out this long, God bless you. You're amazing. Just sending you all lots of love. Let me know what you thought. Tag us and stuff at the Cosmic Rx. Slide into my DMs at I am Maddie Murphy. I love hearing from you. Until next week, I am sending you, I am nay, covering you, wrapping you up in love and stardust. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.